0: Hello, Insiders, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you. Wherever you may be, this is your host, Bruce Ash, broadcasting live from the third level of my underground bunker located in Coronado, California, where the men are strong, the women are good-looking, and the parents think their kids are absolutely way above average, welcoming you to a special pre-primary edition of Inside Track. Eb is on assignment today. I'm running solo with producer Tom. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get to our first guest, Arizona Senator Vince Leach, who's running for reelection. I hope you will please support all of our great sponsors, Tucson Iron and Metal Retail, Essential Pest Control, and Corazon Cabinets, as well as, yeah, we do this as a, as a special service uh, for Robin uh, and all the folks at Right Flight, but support Right Flight. If you have a kid uh, that uh, you think could benefit uh, by some discipline and uh, learning how to fly uh, call them at right flight go to the right flight website also supporting inside track is eb wilkinson from wilkinson wealth management all of our sponsors are locally owned family run businesses you can depend upon eb and i do so should you we welcome your calls today on the wilkinson wealth management line Hey, uh, that number is 7902040. Before we get to our first guest, Senator Vince Leach, I want to invite all of our Inside Track listeners to participate in a Heritage Action Election Poll Worker training next Saturday, August 6th, in Scottsdale, run by our friends at Heritage Action. Here's how to register just go to www.azelectionworker.com dot everbright that's e-v-e-r-b-r-i-t-e dot com az election worker dot everbright dot com speakers there include ken blackwell chair for the center on election integrity at the america first policy institute he's a former ohio secretary of state uh garrett bess from heritage action Gina waboda uh She's the director of the Voter Reference Foundation, Jason Sneed from Honest Elections Project Action, Lori Roman, president and CEO of American Constitutional Rights Union, and special guest speaker, Congressman Andy Biggs. It is free and about time we all start doing something ourselves to prevent election fraud in the November general election. Okay, let's get right to it. Our first guest today is friend of the show and champion uh for for, for southern Arizona in the legislature, Vince Leach, who is seeking reelection now to uh, state senate from LD seven and make that 17 in the August second primary. Welcome back to Inside Tracks, Senator. The
1: third third level of your bunker. How do I follow That's that? That's right. Bruce? How do I follow that? I-
0: I, you know, it's it's it was tough digging because we're we're right up against the bay, and it gets a you know gets a little a uh, little liquidy down there. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's concrete. I'm I'm totally immersed in in a in a bubble here.
1: Salt water. Good things are happening. <laughs> what do you want to talk about today? I'm over. Well,
0: I'm sh- Well, to begin with, I'm sure you'll agree we need more Republicans working as poll workers in the upcoming general election.
1: We do. Uh, and and uh, call the party, uh, which uh, if you're listening in Pima, call the Pima County Republicans and get on board. Uh, if you're on my side of the line up here in Pinal, which I'm, I'm right on the other side of the line, please get in touch there. The last time that I had checked with them, which was earlier in the week, they're always looking for more poll workers, poll watchers, uh, and, and be trained. I, I was glad to see that you're advertising something next weekend uh, for poll workers poll watchers uh it's not enough to be there it's it's kind of hard to tell what's wrong if you don't know what's right so you have to you have to know um you have to know both and you have to be able to say something and 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 have the numbers and i think we we will show up with numbers i'm hearing good reports from both both counties that uh there are people that were big showing up we always could use more
0: but we only have ourselves to blame if we get schnookered again uh, in this this, uh, uh, primary as well as in the general election. Okay, besides your primary opponent's lack of experience, good judgment, and rational thinking, what else separates you from your opponents in this uh, Republican primary, Vince?
1: Well, eight years of uh, being at the table uh, for a number of things, not the least of which has been budget. Uh, When I came in in 2015, uh, we were a billion dollars in debt. We were woefully uh, we, we were in trouble financially. We were coming out of the Great Recession. Uh, we finished up this year. Uh, we had uh, basically in 2015 we had pennies in the uh, Rainy day fund. Uh, we finished up the year uh, touching a lot of bases, which we can talk about today. plus we put in uh, one point one point uh, we have uh, 1.4 billion in our Rainy day fund. Uh, which is about uh, what the, what the accountants like to see ten percent of your ten percent of your overall budget, but we were able to do other things that reduces uh, and, and this gets a little bit green eye shade, but but it reduces the general fund expenditures. Uh, we reduced pension. Uh, we reduced uh, uh, our building costs, which is going to save taxpayers about uh, four hundred million dollars a year in interest costs. Now you won't see that anywhere. You won't see that. Uh, in your in your take home pay, but the fact is that we won't be spending that money sending it to banks or other folks uh to to pay down debt or to leave existing debt um, and carry on Dave ramsey always has said, pay yourself first and finally uh, we did this year we did it in a big way one point three billion dollars paid down to debt service which is which is huge um, you know and and I would say that not only. Was I at the table for the last eight budgets? But I've been at the table for major, major uh, decisions and what we're going to do uh, with education. This year being actually the highlight, and Arizona took over the number one spot literally in the state by going with Universal Empowerment Scholarship uh, accounts for 1.1 million kids. Uh, you know, Florida was always pushing. They were the lead dog in this uh, school choice race. But to get this across the finish line this last year and give all of our uh, 1.1 million school children a chance to go to the school of their choice, more importantly, to work with parents and put the money in their pocket, fund the students. And you're hearing more and more of that. Fund the students and not the educational hierarchy that wants to spend it on CRT, SEL, and all of the other alphabet uh, letters that we have uh, going on within our school system.
0: You know, Vince, there's been way too much by some candidates in this election screaming rhino, rhino, rhino. Let's take a look for just a second. You're too modest to bring up uh, some of these things. Um, Let's look at the committees your colleagues have entrusted uh, with your leadership. Chairman of the Appropriations Subcommittee on Public Safety, Infrastructure and Resources, Uh, Vice Chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. And Vince, uh, by the way, also serves on the Energy, Environment, and Natural Resources Committee, the Joint Committee on Capital Review, and Joint Legislative Budget Committee. All of these tough and top uh, committees to be on. And you don't get on those committees because you're a slacker. Um, Vince, this is a a full-time effort.
1: I'd like to address that because it's it's rather... You know, it's kind of shocking. It's rather, I, I don't want to say humorous because this is important things that we're doing, but when you when you have people like CPAC, when you have people like the Center for Arizona Policy uh, come out and, and give you good grades, good marks, or an, and endorse you, whether it be for life or marriage uh, uh, or for the grades that CPAC puts out. I've historically have been in the top five, uh, either in the House, or in the senate uh and so you know we're throwing this word around rhino like uh um like it's just it's, it's unbelievable unbelievable that uh, that would come out we have put more money into more different things and and particularly when we look at the one thing that we finally picked up and said you know biden isn't going to do this president trump sat down said, we're going to build this wall he was building the wall uh things changed with the election the wall stopped. In fact, most of it's laying up. The, the uh, Tucson portion is laying up in Eloy, rusting away. And we walked into the budget meeting and said, we're going to put money in the budget for, for the border. And we put $565 million in the budget to address the border situation, not the least of which, $355 million, goes to actually building the wall on the land that we can access. Now, you know that we can't access all all the mileage that we have down there because we have a a sovereign nation but we have 19 miles that we can certainly build the wall on i see that texas is doing the same thing we've we've just got to take control we said for too long that you know this is washington's problem this is washington's problem last year in in 2021 we had 1.9 million uh fentanyl pills come across the border some of that is going on to other states, but a lot of it is staying right here and killing our people, killing our folks. Not the and, and also the uh, drug trafficking and other drug trafficking that's going on, as well as the uh, sex trade and the people trafficking.
0: You know, Vince, like me and our Inside Track listeners, I know you are firmly pro-family. Uh, The Supreme Court finally corrected the Roe and Dobbs cases, and it brought decisions on life and families back to the 50 states where they belonged from from the very beginning. So I I have a question for you, and I'm not sure how many um, radio hosts like me are are focusing on it. Um, As a state, we're encouraging mothers and fathers to choose life for their kids. What must we also do to help mothers who have made the right decision to bring their children into the world when it comes to the resources helping helping disadvantage uh, women uh, that lack the means and, and help them support themselves and their kids rather than um, going under the abortion knife?
1: So it's interesting uh, that you brought this up, and we have not discussed this in advance. We actually are going one step earlier in, in the process, uh, Bruce, and that is, Uh, Right now, uh, 55% of the the babies born in the state of Arizona are born on access money, or what what is known in Arizona as Medicaid money. 55% of the babies born. Uh, Doctors are being paid by access $2,000 to to deliver that baby. We know that uh, with the advent of the the Dobbs decision that we're going to bring a lot more babies into this world, which is a good thing. Give them life. That's right. Uh, But we also know that you have to have a good delivery system uh, for for those mothers to be taken care of and delivery. So what we did is we put additional money uh, into the access program so that we will have more doctors. We will be paying $5,000 for the birth of a, of a child on access to make sure that mothers have care in the delivery process. We then also have processes. We have pregnancy care centers that we put money into in this particular budget, and we also have uh, money in the budget to, to give um, um, guidance and help and uh, wherever need be direction to moms that have this new baby and it's new to we have all went through it this new and fantastic world but it can be sometimes rather uh, uh rather daunting and so we've put significant money in those areas uh in, in in this year's budget
0: well god bless every single one of you who voted Uh, for appropriating appropriating in that fashion. Vince Leach, LD17 Senate primary candidate on the Republican side. He's the real deal. I urge all of you who are listening to um, help him return to represent us in LD17. Vince needs your vote in the primary this Tuesday and in November. Best of luck to you, Vince. We will speak again soon. Thanks for calling in.
1: Let's talk soon after the election.
0: We sure will. Mr. Producer, let's take our first break. You're listening to Inside Track. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Pima County Republican Chair Shelly Kice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after we pay some bills. Jamie Kipper and her father, Gary Kipper, from Tucson Iron and Metal. What are they going to see when they come through the gates?
2: So when they come on in, they'll see our building up front. People have free reign to then go out and look in the yard. So it's not a typical scrapyard with a ton of big machinery. We have a couple of forklifts around, but that's about it just to help move material. So when you come in, it's all organized by material, whether it's square tubing, angle iron, roofing, and then there is a pile in the back, which is still organized and easy to get through, but that's stuff that comes over from the scrap. So we're unique in that we get stuff in from the scrap, which a lot of artists and people will like or reuse, whether it's a sink that someone needs for their house, we sell literally anything made of metal
0: tucson iron and metal surplus call 209-1579 stop by the yard 701 east 36th street open monday through saturday
3: essential pest control leaves bugs belly up with science
2: You mean you don't use a shoe?
3: No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets.
2: Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. Instead of an activity where every kid gets a trophy, those who graduate from Right Flight get to fly a plane. But only if they get good grades, are well behaved, and pass a written test.
1: I'm Robin Stoddard, an ex fighter pilot. I founded Right Flight because I knew it could help kids reach new heights in their schools, homes, and communities.
2: Endorsed by educators at every level, nonprofit Right Flight has changed thousands of lives since 1986. Learn more at rightflight.org.
4: This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management reminding you that every good and excellent thing stands moment by moment on the razor's edge of danger and must be fought for, including getting out of debt, building your wealth, and protecting your God-given right. We manage money for gun owners. Let us help you retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com.
0: Welcome back to Inside Track. Our guest until the bottom of the hour is friend of the show, and I think one of the hardest-working county chairs anywhere. Thanks for joining us, Shelley Keis.
2: Well, thank you very much, Bruce. What a pleasure, and thank you for the compliment. It's the best job I've ever had, and it's easy to do with all the great PCs that we have in Pima County.
0: That's great to hear. In these last moments before the Tuesday primary, what is the biggest concern you have about how this election is going to be conducted by Pima County officials?
2: Well, you know, Bruce, we have the perfect storm because we have a new recorder, a new elections director, and a new county administrator. So and, and then we sprinkle on top of that the fact that all of those offices, the recorder's office, the elections office are understaffed.
0: So, What could go wrong with all that?
2: Yes, well, that's what we thought. So that's why the Pima County Republican Party started last January uh, working together to put a curriculum together to uh, train poll workers and poll observers. And in our system, we have 775 people who have volunteered to be poll observers. Now, I need them to get online and sign up to make sure that they're going to get an assignment on Tuesday because we, we still need to assign some more people. But here's the really exciting part. 608 Republicans applied for 1,368 poll worker positions. Wow. So that That's is is—it's awesome. just amazing that our Republicans are standing up. And I just got an email this morning from one of our poll workers who said that she went to the election uh, office to get trained and that she was so glad that she had her training from the Pima County Republican party because if she hadn't had that training, she wouldn't feel as confident as she does because there's some concerns with the training at the election department, but our folks are ready to go.
0: So I spoke before um, about a program that Heritage Jackson's putting on up in Maricopa County. That's a good one. Tell our listeners, what poll uh, voucher? Poll vouchers. What poll watchers in the primary uh, election? How how can uh, how can Republicans volunteer at this time and help out on Tuesday?
2: Well, poll observers. I, I call us the Trident. We're, we're the Trident team because you know we have we have Trident submarines in the United States Navy, and they don't necessarily fire off their missiles, but they sit at the bottom of the ocean and. And everybody knows they're there. They don't quite know where they are. and They don't quite know what they're doing, but they're there and they're a great deterrent. And that's what our poll observers do. Our poll observers are sitting in the elections, in the voting centers. They're watching the inspectors, the marshals, the judges of the party. They're watching the operations of the voting center. And if there's an issue... They're going to walk outside, go beyond that 75-foot line, and they're going to contact the Pima County Republican Party. And we have attorneys in place. We have an attorney that will be working just for Pima County from the RNC, and that attorney is credentialed to go into all 129 of our polling centers, and we will be there if needed. We've also asked our poll observers, and we're asking any of your listeners, If you're in a line for more than 30 minutes, please call our office. The law says that line can only be 30 minutes, and we're going to enforce that. So, those are some of the things. Our observers are watching. You can call the Pima County Republican Office. Easy number, 321 1492. You can call the Pima County Republican Office, and we will get you uh, as much as we can at this point, we'll get you put in. To a position that you can help us make sure that this is a fair election and we do want you to call in because remember we have an election on november 8th and we are going to make sure that that election on november 8th that we are the trident team on the ground ensuring a fair election
0: so um how concerned are you with all of the changes on voting locations and how can voters uh, contact the county party to make sure they know where the proper location is to vote and, and get in line and, and and get their votes taken care of efficiently?
2: Well, I am concerned, and, and uh, my primary concern, Bruce, is that the Pima County government did not do a public service announcement to make the their constituents throughout Pima County, uh, all 600,000 plus, Voters. They did not do anything to really make us aware of where these new polling centers are going to be and the whole process of the new polling. It was a very weak campaign. So the Pima County Republican Party has on their website at pima.gop.org. You can go on the website at pima.gop.org and you'll be able to find the uh, voting center, the voting centers in Pima County, as well as the addresses, and you can look those up. Now, it's important to know that in this uh, in this election, um, we can you can go to any of the 129 uh, voting centers. So, if you would go to Pima County uh, Republican Party, which is pimaGOP.org. And then you'll see a box that says election 2022. Click on that box and you'll go right. You'll, first thing you'll see is, uh, election day voting information. You'll see a vote centers with a map version and then the vote centers with a list of addresses. And you can also, if you don't have internet access, you can call the Pima County Republican party at 520-321 one
0: four nine two. Shelley, there's been a lot of shouting since the 2020 election. Um, talk about the reconciliation of Republicans, which is needed. It's always needed after uh, primary uh, coming up this Tuesday. How important is it for us Republicans not to punish ourselves by lack of support for the winners, which you know some people may not have, may not have been voting for in the primary.
2: Well, you know, in in any game, you know, Bruce, I I played pickleball, and I played pickleball this morning, and I came home, and my husband said, how'd you do? And I said, well, I won some, and I lost some. So there's always going to be a winner, and there's going to be a loser. And we don't have any losers in Pima County in our Republican candidates. What we have is a strong bench strength. So our candidates that have worked to become elected to be the nominee have been building our party, building our team. We, we're we working for them up until August 2nd, but on the morning of August 3rd, we've all got to come together. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a unity rally at the Maverick up on Tanga Verde, and we're going to have that unity rally on August 10th from 6 until 8. Now, it's it's tough to not have your candidate win, but this isn't about winning and losing once we get to August 3rd. It's about beating the Democrats. It's about ensuring that from the U.S. Senate seat down to the governor and straight on down to the school boards, that we have Republicans in place to fight for our county, our our state, and our country. And that's what we need to remember.
0: Uh, the enemy is not the other Republican who won in some cases. The, the, the people who oppose us, Katie Hobbs, who's running for governor, when she was secretary of state running for that office, she said she was there to elect Democrats. Adrian Fontes, running for um, secretary of state, uh, already screwed up two elections up in Maricopa County. Chris Mays, the likely Democrat nominee for attorney general, has said she will not enforce uh, the Supreme Court uh, decision on life and, and also on guns. Kathy Hoffman, she's been slow rolling the ESAs. Kristen Ingalls, who's running for House in, in CD6, who says, hey, there's no problem at the border. And Mark Kelly, who has been the odd man out, absolutely voting with Joe Biden 100 percent of the time. Wow.
2: Yeah. And these are really scary, very scary officials that if we allow them to be elected, we make a huge mistake. So everybody, as difficult as this is, we need to recognize, first off, we need to celebrate every Republican that ran for election. And these have been some tough elections because we've been really tough on each other. There have been some things said that I know not to be true about other candidates. But you know what? That's politics. And, And you hear it said, and I'll bet you've even said it once or twice, this is a blood sport. And so when we look at how tough this is and how tough it is on our candidates, we're going to celebrate our candidates, every candidate. But when the one person that gets one more vote than all the other candidates in their race, when that person is announced, that's the person that we're going to get behind and we're going to work to elect, because we want to ensure that we have a Republican representative from the top of the ticket to the bottom in this state, because that's the only way that we save our state and the only way we save our country.
0: So, yeah, you're right, it is a blood I I always say politics is like Jack Valenti once said in the 1960s, it ain't beanbag. Uh, Lastly, in the remaining seconds that we have, Um, Let's talk about something I've been talking to Republicans about over the last decade plus school board elections since COVID. It seems like we've finally awakened to the quality uh, group running for school boards all through the county. We have some great candidates, don't we?
2: Yes, we do. We have some amazing candidates running for school boards. Uh, We have candidates in Amphi uh, up in uh, great candidates up in Marana. Uh, We've got some great candidates up in Catalina. We've got a couple of candidates down in my school board. Uh, we've got a uh, candidates running. I will not be running for reelection. I've decided that I'm going to sit uh, sit this uh, term out off of the Continental School Board. But I do want to say I'm, I'm ever grateful and honored to have had the opportunity to do that. And, and just absolutely uh, blessed to work with the people that I worked with. We passed a resolution against uh, critical race theory in July of 2021, and we kept our school open. We did not close. And so it takes strong leaders. It takes the ability to negotiate, to influence, to work with the other members on your board. And everyone who's running for school board needs to remember that the superintendent works for you. You do not work for the superintendent.
0: That's right. Shelly Great stuff. I'm, I'm so thrilled that we are finally focusing on school board elections. Shelley Keist, Pima County Chair. Help her help all of us elect more Republicans. Contact Pima GOP at 321-1492 or PimaGOP.org. Be part of the solution to win more in 22 and preserve our freedoms. Thanks for joining us, Shelley. It's time for our bottom of the hour break. When we return, Sherry Sapir, also uh, about education. It's all education today. GOP candidate for state superintendent of public construction. She'll join us soon. You're listening to Inside Track. We'll be right back, I promise. Thanks, Shelly. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are mm-hmm. conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street, Call 520-209-1576 or go to tucsonironretail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices.
3: Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science.
2: You mean you don't use a shoe?
3: No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh.
2: Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com.
4: This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you think what's happening in Ukraine can't happen here, think again. Look who's occupying the White House. This is one of many things our forefathers predicted and ensured those rights in our Constitution. We manage money for gun owners. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com.
0: Welcome back to Inside Track. Last week, we shoehorned our next guest, Sherry Sapir, onto the show for a quickie chat. We promised a long-form interview, and we're back with her today to discuss education and her primary election contest coming up this Tuesday to secure the Republican nomination for State Superintendent of Public Instruction. Thanks for taking the time to join us again, Sherry. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, As I pointed out uh, last Saturday when we spoke here, you might be the first former IDF soldier to run for statewide office here in Arizona. You served, uh, I, th- I think you really had a, uh, have an interesting background. You served in supporting families of fallen soldiers and, and missing soldiers, didn't you? And uh, How have those experiences in uniform shaped your life and perhaps how you look at the job that you're currently seeking this fall?
5: Well, it definitely gives you a different perspective on life. You know, the Israeli military negotiate um, bringing back remains of missing soldiers. And sometimes they ex- exchange those for live prisoners just to get the families that closure. So and I think, you know, Israel is one of the only militaries in probably the United States who have that kind of ethics and that kind of morals and that kind of values um that that is really really making you feel that life is very sacred and family is very sacred so uh mm-hmm. but beyond that just working with bereaved families there's no bigger pain than the pain you see in the mother's eyes when she has to bury her son and um you you take it away with you for life it's 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 very painful
0: yeah. You came to America from Israel. You emigrated here. Uh what brought you to the United States and why Arizona, Sherry?
5: I had family in Arizona and uh, you know, the American dream I suppose, like most immigrants. Um, you know, Arizona is very much like Israel. You you don't I don't know if you've ever visited Israel. Um, there's a lot of I've been
0: to I've been to Israel almost thirty times, Sherry.
5: <laughs> oh my goodness, really? Yeah, fantastic. yeah,
0: it's 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 a wonderful place, and I hadn't been there for a number of years, and returned there uh, last November. And um, it, it is the same way every time I go back to Israel. It, it's as though Israel keeps, you know, changing its shape and growing and changing, and 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 just spectacular things are going on there. Um, and, uh, so what, besides family, uh, did you, did you go into business in, in Arizona? We, you know, what have you been doing, uh, since you came? Because I know you, you've raised, you've been raised in a family. Uh, what about your business and, and other exploits that you've been involved in?
5: So I received my interior design degree here, um, in Scottsdale Community College. And then I, uh, got into the real estate world, got my broker's license and, um, continued to get my general contractor's license because I really wanted to make spaces beautiful and extend them and build them. And I've been doing that for almost 17 years now, having my own business. So managed a lot of properties, really went through a lot of the central estate markets in Arizona uh, from you know, the 2004 um, expansion and, and, and boom to the huge uh, decline in values and the investors rushing in to the foreclosure, so it's been uh, it's been really busy. Um, I've been extremely busy. Never thought I would run for office. Uh, never wanted to run for office, but um, extreme times call for extreme measures, and uh, you know it doesn't matter how much money you have. Uh, at some point, uh, the future of your children is the most important thing, and that's just where I'm at right now.
0: So you recently described yourself as a mama bear to Arizona Central. You never thought you'd run for any political office, but here you are. Why now and why education?
5: Well, when the shutdowns occurred and we were fighting the school districts to open and that wasn't very successful, that really kind of planted a seed in me to to do something um, and be the decision makers. I could not stand the fact that our current superintendent was so adamant uh, to just reject what the parents wanted. There was never any conversation. There was any, there was never any dialogue. She just kept pushing the shutdowns and I hated it. (laughs) I was really pissed. I wanted to take her job. That's how it started. Um, But that was 16, 17 months ago. I can tell you throughout this process, I've really learned and a lot of gotten exposed in the last year and a half for all of us to really see how terribly uh, the system is failing our children academically and moreover um, morally this is just a tremendous moral bankruptcy that we're witnessing in the education system and uh, I can't with good conscience know that we can be there protecting our children and we're not doing anything just because it's inconvenient to run for office or it's not exactly what you wanted to do with your life. At some point, you have to say, well, the people in office are not necessarily that much greater than us. I assure you, Kathy Hoffman is not better than me. And why is she there? Why is she making decisions for our children? 1.1 million children are subject to her terrible, terrible decision-making. So um that, that's why now, and honestly, there is really no time to wait. I couldn't really just you know, become a school board member and maybe a city council and go to legislature. We don't have that kind of time. We need to fix it right now. And again, I'm not looking for a new career. I have a great business. Um, I just really want to change it and change the culture and reform this failure.
0: uh, So a little uh, something for our listeners about educ— a little something about education uh, for kids in Israel. Uh, I was a part of a multi-city consortium of Jewish federations in the the early 2000s, which served uh, the community of Kiryat Malachi in the Hof-Ashkelon region, helping build up student reading and math and so on. Lots of legal immigrants uh, had resettled there from the stands in the former Soviet Union, Syria, Iraq, Iran, as well as Ethiopia, families in crisis, different customs, poverty. You know, we have the same exact stuff going on here. And, you know, we know that there are certain, you know, being able to read and to speak is, is absolutely essential to education, the same way here as it was in Israel. Um, and and getting kids on track in the, between third and fourth grade, again between sixth and seventh grade, and then helping them in, in Israel. Of course, you went through Bagrut, and you know you had your, your uh, matriculation exams there and so on uh, to kind of get on to, to the rest of your life. These kids who who don't have the reading skills. Uh, and so on and, and aren't getting math because they're they're being taught, you know, all kinds of other stuff other than math and reading and culture and history and so on. I mean, isn't this really sort of the nightmare that parents like you and many, many others woke up to during COVID and, and now, you know, we see the changes that have to be made to get us back on track?
5: Absolutely. Listen, beyond the—first of all, there are two things going on at the same time that are detrimental to our children's ability to attain a successful uh, career in school. Number one is the tremendous amount of social justice that they've been bringing in through critical race theories, social-emotional learning, equity, diversity, inclusion, the sexualization, the LGBTQ ideology. So this takes a lot of time during the day, and we have to remember every instructional minute, is important, and it has to be precise as to the goal of you know uh, academic attainment. That's not happening. So that's number one. That really dilutes the time, the, the, the quality time that the children get with their teacher one-on-one instruction. Number two is the actual standards, the actual competencies, the actual goals that the system has right now. We have Common Core. We've dumbed down the American education as a whole uh, with, Common Core, and the kids just don't get good enough education, They, you know, children will perform at the level that they're expected, and the expectation is so low, that is why they perform this. So I can tell you, you just reminded me, when I was in school in Israel, we had a lot of immigrants coming from Israel when I was in, you know, second, third, fourth grade, and they would, I remember them, they would come in, they would sit down in the classroom, and they will be quiet the whole time for a year. They will barely say anything. They, w- they were great in math, uh, but they just sat there, and nobody taught them in Russian because nobody knew how to speak. They just took everything in, and I can tell you, within a year' time, these children were magnificent in reading and writing in Hebrew. It was, and they barely got any special attention. It was really, really remarkable because children are very capable. We're treating children as if they're they can't. We are not empowering them. We're telling them they can't. We're expecting very little. And that is why the performance level is so low. That's what we have to substantially change uh, in the attitude of the education system and really set the, the the standards higher and the expectations higher. And I think the children can achieve, whether they're English speakers or not, uh, pretty quickly. But the learning experience in our schools is very mediocre at best.
0: Hmm. We both come from a Jewish background culturally. Um, As Jews, we place tremendous value on education. Uh, So why is it that reading, math, science, civics, and history have become such a political football in Arizona as well as across the country, do you think, Sherry?
5: Well, because the wokeness had taken over education. I was just talking last week Uh, about this human geography class that they have at Vail uh, School District in Arizona. Human geography, and when you're reading the textbook, it talks about how people really moved around the world because uh, because of their sexual orientation. And they go on and on about gender, about sex. And you think to yourself, is there any surprise that there are huge gaps in knowledge for our children about true geography, about true history, about true culture? They don't teach them any of these things. Everything is woke right now. You know, science is is climate change and, and history, social social studies. Everything has changed. I mean, we have to understand, and this didn't just happen since COVID. It's been in the making for a very long time. We're just now paying attention. That is why it is key to elect a superintendent who is going to be focused on academics. I'll be sitting on the State Board of Education Uh, along with 10 others that are appointed by the governor. And I'm going to repeal Common Core. I'm going to bring it to the agenda the first meeting. We're going to sit down and bring some really good standards, even from outside of Arizona. You know, civics is not even a standard in Arizona. So when you're asking yourself, how come the children don't know anything about the Constitution, about American history, about our founding fathers, it's because they're not taught. So we need to bring rigorous curriculum to our children, Uh, We need to concentrate on reading. That's going to be my number one priority. You know, in the first three years of their school, the children learn to read, and then they read to learn. We're messing up so much the first three years that a lot of them just cannot comprehend what's coming in front of them. And if you ever traveled and you've traveled around the world, if you look at the signs around you, the traffic signs, and you cannot read them, how do you feel? You feel so lost, right? And, and confused. And it just, the world suddenly becomes so small. That is how children who cannot read feel in the classroom. And 72% of the children in Arizona right now cannot read at grade level. Seven out of 10 That's children right. in the classroom. How can you expect them to succeed? So you're,
0: you're part of the moms movement in America, this election cycle, improving education, you, you feel isn't just about throwing more money at the problem, but making fundamental changes. Um, We talked last week, our state leads the nation uh, where school money follows the students. The Democrat who was elected superintendent uh, here in Arizona in 2018 opposes ESAs, that is holding up implementation. Uh, I guess the question is, is she working for kids and their parents or is she really working for the left, the Democrat Party special interests and the teacher unions? And why is replacing her so important this November?
5: Oh, she's absolutely working for the teachers' union. She merged in 2018 with the Red for Ed movement. The guy who started Red for Ed was actually her campaign manager. So uh, that should tell everybody everything they need to know. Uh, And the Red for Ed movement was not about teachers' pay ever. It was always about just a Marxist movement, and that's what she is, and that's what she believes in. So. We have to replace her. And you can see every decision she had made since getting into office and every tweet she ever puts out, every every uh, press conference. All she talks about is teachers pay, which she has done nothing to fix because they're still being paid less than they expect in um, social justice issues and the sexualization. She was so uh, such a key player in uh, the, the removal of the. Uh, homosexuality not being taught in our schools back in 2018. She was part of it. Just a few short four months or five months into the being in the office. So that's her agenda. She's executing the lefty's agenda fantastically. I'll give her that. And that is why we have to take her out because she could care less about our children. After two years of COVID, not only did she make terrible decisions by uh, keeping you know the the schools closed and telling Ducey to to keep them closed. After that, she never once stood up and said, you know what, now that the kids are two years behind, we're going to use all these billions of dollars of federal money to make sure we have tutoring, we have summer classes, we're going to get each and every kid caught up before they go to the next grade level because none of them should have gone to the next grade level after being a year on Zoom at home. She never said that. She still hasn't, and she never will. That's going to be something that I'm going to have to go in sadly for our kids six months away from now in January and start on working on it, that's going to be number one priority to make sure that we get tutoring and getting instruction to these kids because they're so behind and they just keep pushing them to the next grade level. There's tremendous gaps of knowledge and learning loss that they have. Why are we sending them off, um, it, you know, to, to keep just on keep on marching on when they don't have the knowledge that they need to have. So, um, we need to focus on that. And I can tell everyone she doesn't care. That's why I need to be elected.
0: KTAR Radio reported a day ago, quote, in the race for superintendent of public instruction, Sherry Sapir eliminated an 11-point deficit to Tom Horn as the pair came in tied in a recent poll at 21%. Um, a third candidate also gained was within a striking distance. Uh, but there's 44% who are still undecided on who they're going to vote for for state superintendent. Tom Horn served uh, earlier as a state superintendent. Um, his tenure wasn't exactly uh, a model for success. Um, give us the case why Sherry Sapir and not either of the other two candidates that you're running against.
5: Well, it's pretty simple. Number one, we need to think who's going to be able to win the general as Republicans, right? Tom Horn, is a 77-year-old man. First of all, he brought Common Core and other issues, and he had some shenanigans in his private life. And I'm not going to get into it because we've had a really friendly primary, and I'm going to keep it this way. There was no reason for me to go and attack him. But what I'm afraid of is that the Democrats are not going to give it one second after the primary, and they're going to go after him. And it's going to be a disaster because not one independent woman is going to vote for him. He's going against a younger Democrat who just had a baby, Kathy Hoffman. And we need to fight fire with fire. That's reason number one. Number two, uh, as I said, he brought Common Core. I don't think he needs to be rewarded right now. And at some point, I mean, we're thinking we we need the next eight years to do some serious reform. We need somebody with energy. I mean, I've outworked. And the reason that you see the polls going up this way Remember, I've never run for office before. This is a statewide office running against somebody who was the superintendent twice and the attorney general. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm making up some ground because I've outworked him. Uh, and I, I can outwork anyone. I have a lot of energy. And Michelle Udall, she's a very nice lady, but she's a representative from Mesa and she has not been anywhere on the campaign trail ever. She has not worked at all. But also, She's been siding with the Democrats 50% of the time as a Republican. And as a constituent, it bothers me. She's always been against ESAs, against school choice, always. She's a teacher. She was siding with Red, Red at the time. And uh, we're going to have on our ballot giving in-state tuition to illegals. And she joined the Democrats last session, last minute, against all of the Republican caucus, which were really upset with her. Uh, and you're going to have it on the ballot in November. To me, these kind of things, again, as a constituent, not as a candidate, I don't feel that she's the best representation for the Republican Party, for the parents of the Republican Party. So at that point, I mean, I told everyone from day one, if I see a good candidate on the Republican side, I will get out of the race and I will back them up because that's not what I want to do. I'm not looking for a new career. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem that we, we had good options. And you know what? Now I'm actually very excited to do the job. Not that I know so much how much I can do, and because I've learned so much about what this job really entails and what I can't, the changes I can make, I'm actually really excited to do it for our children.
0: Paul, Paul Gosar has endorsed you. That's a big deal. Donald Trump was a big advocate for education reform uh, when he served in the White House. Uh, he hasn't actually endorsed you, but uh, it's unlikely that. Either of your two primary contenders would ever be considered America First believers on education, would they?
5: No, and the Trump endorsement might come. I'll just say that. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I am the grassroots. I am. I'm the representative of the majority of the Republican Party right now. We want change. We want people from the outside. I can't have any more politicians tell me we're going to do something else after all these years that they had a chance to be true representatives of us. And they haven't because we're where we're at because of so many who have been in different offices. They can't tell us now, hey, we're going to come in and change it. And you know what? They'll be there in four years. If we, the outsiders, come in and are unable for some reason to get the task done, I'm sure they'll be there in four years and they'll run again.
0: We need to share real else. real 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 quick before we go yes. uh because we're right up against it uh what's your opinion on unfair competition with boys competing as girls in sports?
5: Oh that's absolutely out of the question thankfully, you know we passed a law here in Arizona just signed it that um we cannot have boys and girls sports in Arizona in the schools, so at least we have it we got that done last session, and that's very good that's absolutely ridiculous we know it's against biology and science and the advantage that they have. And I would hate for my daughter to work super hard on whatever sport she's in and then lose to a biological male. If, if,
0: if, well, Sherry, the we're, at that time, we're at that time where we're always fighting with the clock at the end of the show. Yes. Sherry Sapir, Republican candidate for uh, State Superintendent of Public Instruction. Best of luck to you this Tuesday. We'll have you on again if you're uh, successful in the primary. Uh, you can reach here at shiry, S-H-I-R, excuse me, S-H-I-R-Y, Sapir, dot com. Insiders, Evan, and I hope you enjoyed today's show with Shearer Sapir, Shelley Kice, and Senator Vince Leach. Our show is podcasted both on the KVOY website and on Apple Podcasts. Close to 130 Inside Track episodes are shown at Apple Podcasts. Until next week, when we have another fabulous show planned for Inside Track. This is Bruce Ash. Thanks for listening in today. We'll see you again in 167 hours when former RNC Treasurer Randy Pullen joins us. And Dick Morris, wow, of all people, to talk about his new book on the 2024 election, where he believes Donald Trump will be a candidate. Have a great great day out there. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus.
1: A lot of the the cities and counties around have initiatives for artists, but I think we're one of the premier artist suppliers for steel. First Saturday of every month, you can come down early and actually go through the scrapyard across the street. It's seven acres of metal. You can walk through with our people and pick out what you want. It's always interesting to see what the artists have done. We've done uh, actually a couple projects with the U of A engineering department and music department. Where the engineering music students came down together, they had to pick something out of the scrap, and uh, they had to build an instrument. And we have one of those in front of the plant. Some really cool things come out of the scrap.
0: Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard. 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday.
4: This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. Are you letting rising inflation interfere with your ammo budget? Don't do that. Let us show you how to buy the same goods and services 20 years from now as you can today. We manage money for gun owners, and we can guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911 or wilkinsonwealthmgmt.com.